MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel Mops After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Hello, all. Welcome back. We are here. We ready are to talk. here. We are so excited about being back. Yes. But I want to tell you. Frozen tundra right now. We're, our <laughs> studio is a little chilly, but yeah. we got a space heater going because yes. it's October. And I just want to say it snowed here in Illinois in the Midwest mm-hmm. yesterday. So you know what I decided? Because Mother Nature decided to snow, I can I can play Christmas music. I think is acceptable. Yeah, I will allow it. <laughs> and Dolly Parton has a new Christmas album out, and I am all about oh. Dolly. So I've been listening to that. I'm all fine. about Dolly. Well, we were surrounded by Christmas trees that last time, so it's only fair that we're <laughs> cold this time. But you had an exciting week. I did. We she has have two sixteen-year-olds now. Two sixteen-year-olds, oh. and that means two drivers. So it's like. Oh craziness Wednesday night we have youth group and so it was the craziest thing where you know Wednesday nights are so busy so we usually are like gotta get them to youth group we gotta get we're figuring out how to get get everyone places yeah and so Ryan and I literally put our our stuff in the sink our dinner our plates and Mm. we're like bye kids like they're just leaving together to I drive. Like, like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. Like we <laughs> what do you do with stayed all that time at home. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best. Oh, it was so good. I feel like I haven't gotten the full. I don't know. My kid's so busy, unfortunately. But I did get to experience this this week because we had littles had soccer practice, but we had a concert. So yes. normally. One of us wouldn't be able to make it because, but we got mm-hmm. to be like, hey, Bella, can you drive? Yes, we can. Yeah. So we both got to go to the concert. So you do get little, it's both yes. terrifying and exciting. <laughs> this I feel moment like your life gets a little bit more because you're just praying like safety yeah. over them. But yeah. she gets so yes. mad because every time she walks out the door, I say, drive safely. And she's like, what am I not going to drive safely, mom? Like, <laughs> I'm going to say it every time. Like, it helps so, me and calms yes. me down. Okay. For myself. So <laughs> yes, I will say it every time. But <laughs> you know, it That's doesn't great. mean that I don't think you are. I just want to remind you. <laughs> yes. Yes. But. Okay. So today we're yes. going to continue the conversation on friendship, but we in are. a different twist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we haven't had it. Normally we have a speaker that's come to MOPS and we carry that conversation on. But every other time we bring on a guest. And so since we've been talking about friendship and the We Go Together theme this year, mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to, it's brought up some questions with us because we've been talking about um, friendships and how the difficulties adults are having. And so we yeah. kind of wanted to put a twist on it and think like, how can we as moms, dads, kind of come alongside our kid and show them like great ways to become a good friend when they grow up so we're gonna do the children edition guys (laughs) children edition and it helps us moms and dads and how to navigate that and how to how to help our children yeah because i think in a lot of ways we bring in our past and what we've learned as kids and adults and so it's nice just to get a professional's perspective on this. So today we have Eileen Rancheran. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. did. I said it right. (laughs) You did it. And she's from Hopeful Therapy. (laughs) So we are so glad that you came on with us. happy to be here. Yeah. It's fun. Yes. (laughs) Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah. So as was mentioned, I'm a therapist at Hopeful Therapy, which I've been there for about almost coming up on four years. 
Um, I have a daughter myself. Uh, she is two years old, oh, two and a half. Okay. So we're getting into that potty training stage, which I have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> no guidance uh, on potty yeah, training. Yeah, we can help yeah. you with that. Okay. We've done it four We've times each. Fair. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, holding back on doing it because I'm just, just like, just you know what? They if you wait long end. enough, they do it themselves. Yep. Will they? Okay. Yes. Maybe Don't I force them. They, they will not backfires. go to kindergarten in diapers. I promise. Okay. Yeah. They figure it out. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then um, I have my husband, of course. He is actually the worship director at Gurney Community Church. Okay. And we've been together for uh, seven years. Awesome. So a little bit of time now. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Yes. <laughs> Love it. And then your counseling, like, oh, sure. is this um, full time? Yeah. So um, counseling is this weird thing, meaning... <laughs> The full time status is kind of strange. It's not the same as like regular full time. Probably so have to do a lot of evening, right? Full times is about twenty clients. I'm always in between like fifteen to twenty, so I'm like in between. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no. Some days I don't have a full time loan, and some weeks I do. Um. So it's just kind of sometimes they're like, hoc, I right? need to meet with you four times this week. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes <laughs> some clients do need more yes. care. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes that does require more sessions or more paperwork, which that's been my recent life of mm. just doing all these FMLA, all this type of stuff. So oh, it just that sounds not fun. That part's not fun. But the uh, other parts of being with people is 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 very fun. The time goes by really fast. And I what's feel your like story? Why did you become a counselor? Was there something? Well, I say that it's God's plan because I didn't necessarily desire to do this. Oh, I didn't okay. wake up and was like, I want to be a counselor. Um, I had been in higher education for about four or five years and um, working with adolescents a lot. I was an admission counselor, so to help them with making decisions mm. and kind of going through all of that. Um, and during that time, I you just started to form pretty good bonds with some of the kids that I'd work with. And yeah. a lot of them were struggling with a lot of interpersonal issues right depression anxiety anxiety about the whole college process so I became curious about that Mm -hmm. and um, it was just convenient that the school that I was working with provided uh, what's it called tuition reimbursement for a master's degree and so I was like you know I want to learn more about how to help people who are having these type of struggles and so I was like okay well let's Let's learn a little bit about counseling. And I remember walking into that first class and thinking, what am I doing? (laughs) And that continued every time. But uh, God answered that call for me. Um, So that's how I know that his plan is in it. And I love doing it. Um, It's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's not just my will. I think that's what helps me, too, is to kind of know that he put that on my path. And sometimes we, we we don't recognize it, but he does yeah. see the mm-hmm. skills that we have ahead of ahead of ourselves. So yeah, that's how oh we yeah, feel how yeah. yeah. We're doing lots of things we didn't think. We never, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So we broke up today of like um, wanting to like pick your brain about how to help our kids in different stages. So right. one being. Um, the toddler age so I'd love for you and then we were doing adolescents and then teenagers but for adolescents like how would you describe friendship for 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 toddlers for toddlers how would you describe friendship for toddlers and one of the things that you know I I just wrote a couple things here in my notes because there's a lot going on developmentally in the brain um, during these stages that uh, you know it's not common knowledge it's not like 
we're taught these things um, as we're becoming parents or in school. No, nobody no, gave me a book. N- nobody on gives what to us do. a <laughs> plan, or we don't understand basic basic development. And yeah. um, you know, at the point of us having kids, we're adults, obviously, yeah. and so we have adult expectations. When realistically, kids are just not really at those stages yet. So something, and obviously, we we encounter that every day. Something that seems like easy to us right is is maybe not where they're wired yet and uh so the pause comes in for toddlers because they especially it doesn't start to happen until about 18 months of age that parts of our brain um which is called often the social brain that's when it actually starts to develop Mm -hmm. when they're 18 months of age and before then they assume that everybody knows their needs. <laughs> oh, that's shocking. <laughs> yes. Uh, what? It kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> everybody knows their needs and, and that they're kind of the center in a, in a certain yeah. extent. And that doesn't start to develop until a little bit later that they start to have more of that social awareness of that empathy of that, you know, care and recognition of other people's emotions. That doesn't really mm. start to happen until about 18 months of age. So, and uh, for toddlers, that's just one of the things to consider. Their that social brain is is still quite in development stage, mm-hmm. and so some of the things that we'd expect, like sharing, which is one that I hear quite often, like how can I get my kid to share? How can I get my kid not to bite? How can I? All those type of things. We have to recognize that this is typical behavior, right? Okay. It's typical for them. So I have a mom that was like, I can. He just hits all the time, and then yeah. she's super frustrated and wondering, am I doing something wrong? Like, well, yeah. how do I get him to stop hitting? Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I asked that today because I was yeah. like, does that mean they're not going to be a good friend? Like, what can yeah. we do to help with that yeah. as a mom? I mean, I guess it's more we have to just wait and see? Or to a certain extent. So obviously, these are normal behaviors, okay. but we can still have boundaries with our kids, even as they're toddlers, to be able to teach and model them. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is okay with biting and even kind of you one of the things that I mentioned with modeling is you know you can use a baby doll and be like oh you know you bet the baby doll's crying now the baby doll doesn't like that right mm. to kind of bring it to their level and play so that they understand it because okay. it's not necessarily enough to say no don't do that because they they just see it as no they don't really understand why not and so getting on their level and um, this is why we talk about play therapy a lot with kids is that's their way of communication mm-hmm. that's mm. how they learn that's how they communicate at their best so a lot of role play so and just acting play. situations out exactly and okay. then the other side of it um, you know to empathize with that mom is to take some deep breaths mm-hmm. and to recognize like this is to a certain extent this is kind of that growth point for for mm-hmm. her kid have you and ever heard of yeah, Dr. Hard. Becky on Instagram? No. <laughs> okay, yeah. so she's uh, it's Dr. Becky something. I'll have to okay. look it up. <laughs> but um today I was just listening to her and she was just saying think of something that you're really struggling with your kid on yeah. and I want you to say these words. This is just such stage. Yeah. It will pass. It does. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she's like, yes. it will just bring you back to a level of sanity. And Absolutely. allow you to prepare yourself to overcome this. And I'm like, okay, all right, that makes sense. And maybe we just need to. That's a that's a, actually a way of, of regulating emotion. That's yes. called radical acceptance. Yes. Right? And so that is to say to ourselves, like, this emotion will not last forever. Mm-hmm. This feeling that I have 
is okay even if i don't like it uh-huh. and um you know it, it, it is a strategy to help us stay present mm-hmm. with that moment mm-hmm. and we can always make that shift one of the things that i hear with parents a lot is like in the moment i can't do these things and so yeah that's the first hard. thing is mm-hmm. to focus on your body right de-stress your body okay mm-hmm. slow yourself down take a breath that invites your logical brain and then mm-hmm. you can maybe use a coping skill like that to help you bring back the focus mm-hmm. um, of what you want to do in that moment. Okay. But all of that is a learning process, too. Right? Yeah, because it is sure a lot easier to be like, stop it! Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And those things happen, and I think those things also happen for a reason, right? To teach us, to help us learn. I yeah. don't think that those things should be eliminated for us to have even our own tantrums at, <laughs> at yes. our kids, right? Yeah. We get yes. it, but God is helping refine us in that, too. I often right. say, like, kids are the mirror to us right Mm. and so they help us see all the things about us that need to be improved and worked on they 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 mirror that back to us because they're with us all the time and we're helping them grow up so they get to see all that Mm. another Um, thing that i'm learning from dr becky (laughs) because where was she when my kids were little (laughs) uh she was just talking about how um like just coming down to their level and asking like hey why are we doing this right now? Or what are you, I don't know. It was just instead of like immediately saying, no, you can't do this. Yeah. Like, oh, I noticed you hit yeah. Bobby. Why yeah. were you feeling that way? Yeah. And maybe hitting like more on the reason why they did it. If, yes. you know, of course, this would be age appropriate if they can actually yes. respond to you. Yeah. But I was like, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard when you're in the moment. The last thing you're thinking is rationally. But I like your Home, take a down. moment. Yes. Get your emotions in check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave the room and then come back. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you know, and there's something to be said, like you can still have that boundary of no and a consequence and then come back. Right. Mm-hmm. When they're toddlers, not as much because that memory, that working memory is a little bit. So probably less. more immediate with the toddler. More right? immediate and more of a focus on a, a attachment. So attachment is this term that we throw around, especially in the marital therapy that I do. And the principle goes, if you read about attachment, um, that we learn how to attach to other people, bond with other people based on how we have attached to our parents, right, our primary caregivers. And so really to kind of put the focus in on attachment, they need, what they need is care and even regulation themselves. So we can model that by, yeah, getting to their level um, slowing it down, taking a breath, having that even tone is, is, is modeling to them like, it's all right. Like, I'm not going to escalate, but I am going to have that firm tone of this isn't okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what would be good way or good um, lessons, I guess, or things we should teach our little toddlers how yeah. to be a good friend to their level? Like, are there some things we should be doing to show? I think the the most that we can do to show that is based on how they connect with us, okay. right? And so because they are still learning that, that social brain is still learning, most of their learning is going to come from us. They're spending the most time with us. So how they connect and attach to us is really going to build that foundation for them. Um, so part of doing this will be in the time that you spend with them, um, the uh, inclusion of community um, mm-hmm. as much as you can so that they can have that experience Chance with to. others, mm-hmm. um, start to develop some of those social skills. Um, but in the time that they are with you, how are you playing with them? How are you giving them attention? How are mm-hmm. you um, getting yeah to their level, not just to reprimand, but also to spend time with them, to play with them? 
um, because that builds them up in their mm -hmm. capabilities as well. They're going to learn from how you interact with them and so how the you the more play the you're game. playing and making them share, take turns, mm -hmm. be nice, like that will yes, guide how they absolutely and that's all kind of still within the shade of their development because all kids you know develop a little differently some are yeah. a little faster yeah. at developing so um as i said this before you know this idea of sharing is not a common concept when they're this young they don't really understand it and a, a lot of times you know i see moms um, trying to to teach their kid okay share and they don't understand it because they're just not necessarily at that level yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what is good is if somebody, if you steal something from somebody else, all right, give that back, right? That okay. that's about. So it's okay to be like. Yeah, it's okay to, to take the toy away, right, and help them. And yeah, this is disappointing, and kind of let them have a little bit of that emotion. I think we're so quick to want to have them be calm about it, but their reaction is it's all right. Like that's their their reaction to the emotion give it, give it a little bit of space um we're just so quick sometimes to be like don't cry like it's all right yeah. mm -hmm. and um one of the things i got challenged with with my toddler is sometimes i will tell her like it's okay like you don't have to cry and then she tells me i want more cry i want Aww. more cry and so i tell her okay that's okay, okay. you can cry mm -hmm. more and then she starts to kind of slow herself down hmm. after she's cried a little bit more. So um, in that, I'm already teaching her. It's all right to kind of make space for these Their reaction emotions yeah. because yeah. we have them as adults and we want to teach them to be able to regulate that rather than ignoring it, keeping yeah. it away, um, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. She's already challenging it. me in that, and I keep she's on using you that story. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. It's I funny how toddlers to teach us a lot <laughs> of things. Bertie and I were both teachers before we had kids, yeah. and I'm like, I think I would be a better teacher after having kids. And then oh, you just, so much we learned. The perspective of what you see, and you're like, yeah. okay, you know, toddlers are challenging, and it can yes. be hard. It can be, like, yeah. selfless. And so, yeah, understand that. But I love that. I don't think I have ever thought about, you know, like, mom modeling that or dad modeling how to be a friend or how to interact yeah. or how to do disappointment. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I probably knew I guess it's like it, you just assume kids will learn these things in right. life because it's not like we remember yeah. learning it right. or yeah, being taught it. it. Makes it, it but for, I think for us, it's just second nature. The intentionality of like yeah. explaining to them, this is why I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to yeah. share a piece of my sandwich with you. And like, mm -hmm. I would love to do that for you because yeah. I love you. And this yeah. is the way we can show love to others by sharing. Like, I think yeah. there's there a piece of the intentionality that we can take as moms to like talk it through, not In just actions. give it like, you know, mm -hmm. like sometimes you just give them the piece of sam like the other right. sandwich and yeah. say here, yeah. you know, but I think like saying this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. And, you know, even as I reflect on my daughter, we do this a lot and we have fun with it, me and my husband. But like, for example, you know, she'll take a toy from him and then he'll be like sad and then she'll be like, oh, daddy's sad. And then we explain, oh, it's yes, because daddy was playing with that toy. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, daddy. And so, you know, we start to kind of show feelings. through play kind of and not even intentionally. It's just been happening mm -hmm. um, for us, but kind of show through play like that's what happens. And here's mommy giving you a chip. Right. And like 
you want to just maybe vocalize some of the things you're doing naturally, but Mm -hmm. vocalize why you're doing it. And I think that's also affirming for a lot of parents because sometimes we don't recognize that we are doing that. Right. We are doing in that small actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly that we're doing that. Um, And so that 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 emotional care, right, the emotional care that we show them is what's going to help them grow that social Mm -hmm. that social Mm -hmm. mind, right, Mm -hmm. start to grow those uh, ways to connect with others. And in addition to that, it makes them more secure in bonds with other people. So it just um, I think a lot of times we were asking ourselves, what can I do differently? And it's really just spend that one-on-one time as much as you can with your child Mm -hmm. because you're you're going to find those little nuggets right those moments in which you can share right in which you can show what it's like to play in which you know you can invite them to want to be with people this might be a little off topic sure but i feel like it could kind of be roped in We've got some babies yeah. that don't want to leave their mamas yes. in our child care, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that has <laughs> yeah. to do Been with, on the like, receiving end of yeah. that. <laughs> so I feel like that has to do with community and yes. how to get along with others and be okay without. Yeah. Do you have a good suggestion on how to help your baby be okay? Like when what mommy drops them off. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I think there's a lot of different perspectives on this. Like in my own experience, <clears throat> What I did for my daughter is that I I gave her time. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think part of that is we want them to be ready right away with some of these things, and they might not be ready. And Mm -hmm. so I took that perspective. You know what? I I have one child, right? Keep this in mind. I can do this. She can can be in the cry room with me. I'm going to kind of give her time to get there. And eventually one day she was just like, Mom, I'm going to go play. Go play, and now every time I drop her off, she's like running to go be with the the people to play with. Like okay. my husband dropped her off um, at her two year old preschool this this Monday. He's like, she asked me if I if she could go, and she just left. She didn't even say bye. She just left. She just ran. And now and I'm heartbroken. <laughs> no, and I was like, well, you did tell her that she could leave. Yeah. So I kind of tried to challenge them there, but you know that's what started to happen for her. Now, obviously, not in all circumstances are we able to do that. So. Um, just slowly kind of ripping that Band-Aid off, knowing that it is normal for them, again, to yeah, get upset. Normal. It yeah. is normal for them because they, it's actually a good sign to a certain extent because they are attached to you, yeah. right? And yeah. that's why they feel kind of that fear, a little bit of that fear of abandonment, that anxiousness, because yeah. you have been their person. Is it better long, to sit in the room with them and help them be comfortable? Or is it better to, like, just rip the Band-Aid off and it's drop and better, go? It's better if you are going to have to leave. It's better to keep the, the conversation short, okay. right, mm-hmm. to just affirm them. All right, mommy's going to leave you and prep, pre- prepare them, right? Obviously, when they're babies, they don't really understand that. Toddlers a little bit more um, that, you know, this is where we're going. Okay. And then just, yeah, you do have to, like, give them a kiss, bye, mm-hmm. walk away. And then you might get called back into the room, yeah. right? That yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, again, is a part of the process because but what just you're keep doing. Trying, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And another thing to look at is what you're doing by coming back in the room. I think sometimes we take the perspective of like, oh, I'm failing. Like, why can't he be happy? Yeah. Actually, here's an opportunity for you to reaffirm that attachment because you're showing that if you uh, cry yeah. for so long, I'm coming back to, to your aid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we look at it. Oh, no, now they're going to be manipulating us. They don't understand oh, that concept of manipulation. Okay, 
that's yeah. helpful because I think good. some might feel like yeah, yeah. they don't okay. they, they don't, don't understand. get that okay no right. that's, that's not till later <laughs> <laughs> more to deal with when they teenagers start to understand <laughs> exactly when they start to yeah. understand even middle school right then they start to understand the concept of manipulation but okay. at that point really what they are is that they're scared and okay. they're just wanting mm-hmm. to know if if you're gonna if come back gonna come and back. then you show them that you came back yes and that that starts to bring that learning of mom will come back if I'm not okay yeah. right. what's um, the Caillou is that mama comes back there's a song I would oh. sing to my kids and be like yeah he's coming back I'm coming yeah. back because we would pull into the church parking lot and my kids would be screaming yeah. you know like don't leave me yeah but I she think got paged for all three of her kids yeah once. one time all three of them got paged wow. I was they like loved their mama. what <laughs> but they just really love their mama they yes. were very mine never miss me what does that mean does that mean I'm <laughs> not a good mom no, 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 but no. you know what that would have helped me mine I wish wait. I wish I would have known that when they were little because I was like, what's wrong with my kids? Like, they will not leave my, like, they're attached to me and I just need a break. And I, but just keep doing it because then it gets easier and easier and easier. But don't just stop. I think there's something about being persistent and like you putting the the puzzle piece together of them realizing, oh, so mom comes back. Okay, and it might take them a bit to figure that out. Yes, but and don't we want give them up. to learn fast, don't we? We do. We like, do. All right, no come patience. on. Nope. Let's go. <laughs> you know that I'm coming back. It's been like this for a month right now, but you I know, know. They, I got a mama at my table, and she just yeah. he's always back in the room with us because she just can't. I'm like, just keep trying. Don't give up. Yes. yes. I just keep doing oh, eventually. Yes. Take a breath. Yeah. Click. Keep. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Right? Give them. Give them that push right because that that other side of you know even funnily enough where you're like well my kids (laughs) but it's because they couldn't wait to get rid of me bye-bye why is my kids not like Barkley's kids I was like they just walk in and I'm like I just need a break from them and I remember feeling this like why can't you be like this and getting upset with them because they're all unique I was like no they're very sensitive children genetically (laughs) all different mine finally baby finally did it in first grade I was like I love this so much (laughs) (laughs) she was like eating it up and I was like what are you doing I never had a kid that wanted me to stick around (laughs) so I ate it up okay so is there anything you last word that you'd want to say about raising a toddler and helping them um, be good friend. Well, you know, kind of just reflecting the, when I had mentioned uh, this idea of attachment, um, you know, we, we just want to remember to be calm, right, yeah. direct, mm-hmm. and to focus on comfort and redirection because that all links back to attachment. We're creating that emotional security for them, that foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's such a pivotal time in their life that they're going to, we don't see it, but it starts to sound, uh, bring the foundations of what it is going to be like to be an adolescent, teenager, and develop friendships mm-hmm. moving forward. So you said so. creating attachment. Is there something we can do to help them create attachment with other kids? Like, is there... There's... there's or is that just a natural... Yeah, that naturally starts to happen. And when we start to talk about adolescence, we'll, we'll see how that starts to form even more so because... Mm-hmm. All throughout our lifespan, um, our social, that social part of our brain is developing. Okay. So it starts for them young. It really kicks into drive during adolescence, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So much so. more about play and just mm-hmm. play, demonstrating comfort. When you are 
creating that security in your home, it's going to allow them to be more secure with their friendships. Okay. Um, so really mom and dad have the biggest exactly. influence at this yeah, point. At that point in, in time. In what they're modeling yes. towards each other. Exactly. Mm, very yeah. interesting. They yeah. have the biggest influence. So then let's move on to adolescence. Yeah. Yes. So uh, developmentally, what are adolescents thinking yeah. with friends? So fun. Uh, adolescence, and you know maybe some of the moms could totally relate to this um, as we talk about it, but it's like something goes off right and um their social brain is so active during this period so much so because before it becomes the focus is on the parents Mm -hmm. right it's on that relationship on the attachment that's formed there but then when we go into adolescence the social brain is so queued up that all of a sudden our world starts to become about our friendship right mm-hmm. so no longer are our parents that center focus they mm-hmm. can still be there in the background mm-hmm. but more the focus is on friendships mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. that's where where we're being queued up to go mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's where they're at all of those things are starting to happen for them in their brain and they are wanting to develop that differentiation from their family which okay. is a normal and healthy thing mm-hmm. And sometimes we get a little worried about that as parents because we can see like, you know, that's a questionable choice as a friend or different things like that. But they are trying to differentiate. So if we start to bring that anxiety in there, what we're starting to create is division, Mm -hmm. right? A lack of expression for them. It's normal for them to want things that are slightly different, um, to just be an individual. And that starts to happen right in adolescence. So do you feel like it's okay to kind of say they're starting to get with a friend that you just know it's not gonna be the best yes (laughs) is it fair to like kind of guide them a different direction or well you know what's the healthiest way to do that yeah and this is where (laughs) we got to be careful because they are having expression of themselves at this moment in time as they're developing that identity and yeah we want to guide that but we don't want to be like the block right the blockade to that the minute you say no, they're no. going to want to do yeah, it, right? Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> because <laughs> we're what we're doing at that point is saying, no, you can't make healthy choices. And what starts to happen is they start to feel a lack of belief in them, hmm. right? So mom doesn't believe in me, so what does it matter, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't think that I can have this type of friend be able to deal with it. And so, okay. yeah. So part of the challenge there is instead of, you know, putting that no, right, these boundaries start to become a little different as they become adolescents is to kind of be curious about it. Mm-hmm. So you really like hanging out with those guys, huh? You know, I wonder why. Oh. What about them? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I bet you they got a lot out of your friendship. Like they okay. benefit a lot from you and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that starts to help them actually be more curious about the relationship. Like all of a sudden mom actually wants to know instead of uh, judge this friend and judge me, she's actually curious. And when okay. we create that curious dialogue, they're smart, right? Mm-hmm. We got to give them that credit, that belief in them. Mm-hmm. They, they can start to get those concepts on their own. Mm-hmm. And um, that starts to help them, you know, bring in that independence factor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different than saying, no, you know, you shouldn't be with that friend. But, you know, how come you like to hang out with them? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I've noticed some things there. Like, yeah. do you notice this? Or maybe it's just me, right? And mm-hmm. so just having that curious dialogue mm-hmm. and then trusting that they're going to make those healthy choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do we do when our child comes home and they're upset, like they want to be friends with a 
like a certain person but yeah. th- maybe the friend is kind of like not or the person's not wanting to how do you ha- like how do you help navigate that yeah. and the emotions the child is feeling and help yeah. in yeah. that yeah you know i think one of the first things that we should always do in that moment is just have a quick dialogue with our heavenly father i think that's really important mm-hmm. so that we have that the words of wisdom to give them um to ask if that's something that they want to talk about most often they're going to say no but asking is still important um, because you're starting to show them that you know they have a choice and even if they say no and they're still suffering you can come in and then start to give some of those words of wisdom Um, firstly one of the things that I would often tell adolescents that I work with is you know it's it's common for people to be different Mm -hmm. you're unique Mm -hmm. that person's unique and for whatever reason, that's not fitting together right now. Mm-hmm. People change. Yeah. Yeah. People change all the time. The friends that you have right now, you might be not be friends with them tomorrow or even mm-hmm. next year. And that's the thing. Kids at this stage don't have that long-term no, they view. Right? They no. never will. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes as adults, we're like, how can you not get? We have to show that and model that and help them understand it to a certain extent but also know that that's a limitation for them they're always in the now which is a great thing Mm -hmm. but what happens in now is that you can't see a little bit ahead right Mm -hmm. so just being able to have those conversations people's people are unique people change it's completely normal for you to outgrow a friendship it's Mm -hmm. completely normal um for people to 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 feel rejection mm-hmm. um this is this is something that you're going through right now that is going to help you later on mm-hmm. and i'm sorry that you're going through that and you know if you need to be disappointed for a while that's okay and that's the yeah. other side is like sometimes it's okay to be in a difficult emotion right yeah. instead mm-hmm. of just uh, pushing it away right away um mm-hmm. give it time and what will start to happen is that's what they, they start to teach themselves to regulate mm-hmm. um other than that, I often tell parents, you know, give them a distraction for a while. Right? Give them something else to take their mind off of it after they've had mm. um, some of that emotion come out because it, that's what starts to help us de-stress. Mm-hmm. It brings down our worries and our physiological response. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, we might actually find ourselves having a new perspective. And that's mm-hmm. something we can mm-hmm. understand as adults because, yeah, sometimes we often do have to, like, walk away, mm-hmm. go to something else, entertain ourselves, and then we come back with a fresh, whole new perspective. Yeah. Um, and that does carry on through with adolescence, too. I so. tell my kids and myself sometimes, like, what um, emotions are like the weather. It yeah. will change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a good night's sleep, yeah. you'll have a different or perspective. Food. Oh, or yeah, food. the acronym <laughs> HALT, right? Yeah. Yes. What's that? Um, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So All there right. are things underneath the surface uh, that sometimes impact the reactivity of our emotions, mm-hmm. those are kind of the main are hormones four. in there? <laughs> yeah. Can we add an H? <laughs> yeah, we could probably add more as we... Is there we, a female version? Uh, another H. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We need but. another H, guys. <laughs> H squared. Uh, that's um, great. Yeah. So uh, can you encourage, like, how can we help them make healthy friendship choices, like create those boundaries, make sure... Um, I had really Mm. manipulative friends growing up Mm. and you know especially if you have a more sensitive kid or one that's more of a follower than a leader you know how can we help foster maybe some healthy friendship 
yeah. traits. Yeah. Is that the word? <laughs> I think the biggest thing that we can do as parents, because, you know, even as we talk about this, this topic, is as parents, we can get very concerned. Right. Healthily so. Some of our baggage too can oh, yeah. come yes. out in what yes. how oh, yeah. we react. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And then the, and too, like with that, like how do moms yeah. like interact like this happened and like it was a hard situation and do you go to the mom and talk about it or do you Oh like, yeah. You know, like let your kids just do the, the question. Uh, that's a whole nother yeah, 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 line yeah. of questioning. Yeah. Right. We'll ask that next. <laughs> Answer this one first. <laughs> first, first <laughs> so um what I you know, I'd been reflecting on this ahead of the podcast, but the biggest thing that we can do is just provide guidelines, right? For healthy friendships. And that okay. comes through several things. You know, one of the first things that I'd mentioned was this provision of secure attachment. Now let's assume that we started providing that from their toddler years you know Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, at the point of adolescence they're finding themselves more capable to be in that emotional security but know that they might still reject it because of where their brains at at that Mm -hmm. point of time right it's it's just to make sure that even in where you're seeing them suffer to respond like our heavenly father would and that's to say i'm here in your corner mm-hmm. and i know you can do this okay um and i have things to share with you and i'd love to share them with you but i'm not going to come in and pro- solve the problem for you mm-hmm. and we often will want to come in and and do that because we don't like it like you said right. our traumas get triggered mm-hmm. we remember what it was like for friendships in our life mm-hmm. and we yeah. just want to step in and like i don't want that to happen to you but another reflection here that we can take is didn't those moments like if we look back in our lives those moments of difficulty is what helped us mature it's what Mm -hmm. helped us grow and and if we step into that right we are we're taking that growth opportunity sometimes away from them Mm -hmm. now obviously there are circumstances where we do need to step in i'm not saying that we shouldn't but we also need to be mindful of am i kind of taking this difficult emotion just don't want to see them there because our Heavenly Father loves us just as much, if not more, than what we love our kids, right? And yeah. he lets us go through these difficult moments because True. he knows that they're there That's to so hard. It is so like hard. You just want to, like, fix your babies. Up and just, like, yep. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't want this to happen. I'm going to describe a situation and you can tell me if I did okay, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't tell me if I did it wrong. No, you can tell me. It's fine. <laughs> so my 10 year No, she's 11 now? 12? She's 12 now. Oh, no. 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 she? She's 12 now? She's still still a baby to me uh, yeah. um and yeah. her and her best friend were all of a sudden not talking yeah. and i was like what's happening here what's happening and i went like back and forth and she was too afraid to like go up and ask her and like yes. try to resolve it i was yes. like well no yeah. so i was trying to, but she's like no i don't want to say anything I was like, okay but you gotta resolve this and yes. work that out otherwise you know this is your best friend you're not gonna yes. like let her go yeah she is also our neighbor you're going to see her right. all of the time yeah and so I went back and forth. I was like, I got to text your mom. <laughs> like, mm. I felt like I had to step in because I was like, nothing. I didn't want the friendship to get. And she was mm. not wa- willing to do anything. So I texted the mom and I'm like, I don't want to be like that mom. But <laughs> the girls aren't talking and I just want them to work. Is it anyway? Yeah. Like your daughter can walk to school with Brooke in the morning and they can just chat it out. Oh, that sounds good to me. Is that okay? Yeah. Because I was like, is yeah. that bad that I'm going around and texting no. mom that felt a little like intrusive but i like i felt like nothing is that okay but i wanted them to work it well, out well but you could see it this way i just 
pushed them to have a moment alone together. Okay. And they mm-hmm. did the rest of the work. All yeah. I did you to intervene. You there with them. Exactly. Say, okay. And you I didn't. say this. You yeah. say this. And I didn't quote the difficult mm-hmm. thing. They still had to do, hash that out themselves. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They still had to do that. Okay. All I did was provide the environment so that they would. They would okay. go through with that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that is healthy. And, and that's kind of, I don't want to end with just, a, you know, giving secure attachment. The other side of this is, you know, modeling constructive um, communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And so part of doing that is we often do have to have difficult discussions with people. Yeah. And we don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. We don't. <laughs> Super uncomfortable. Yes. But, but it's a healthy guideline yeah. for every friendship. Yes. We need it. It's it's yeah. the part of communicating your emotions and your feelings and it's healthy to have those conversations because yeah. conflicts are going to arise yeah. and like letting our kids know this is a healthy thing and we just need to work through it and how yeah. can we work through it and how can we see each other in Absolutely. that way. So secure attachment is one. Another one that we give as a guideline is how to have these constructive conversations. Yeah, what's the best way to like teach them conflict resolution? Yes. Because <laughs> all my kids want to avoid it as do I, <laughs> um, at all possibility. Yes. So uh, that's probably a really important thing to yeah. try to teach at this level, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, part of doing that is even in just your relationship with them and okay. how you come back and apologize mm-hmm. when you say something that's hurtful, how you receive. Like, we often don't like protests, don't we not? Like, uh, we tell them, hey, can you take out the trash? Oh, mom, I don't want to take out the trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we, Were you, you know, in my house last night? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, then we get into like, oh, you know, several ways to take this. But knowing myself, if, if I didn't know this counseling stuff, would probably be like, yeah, you got to take out the trash. Yeah. Come on. Um, but really in that moment, there's an opportunity for a constructive conversation. Like, yeah, oh, you know, what should I have said? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, taking out the trash isn't great. Is it not? I don't like doing it either. I don't like doing it either. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Mm. Sorry Aww. that it upsets you. Right. Constructive conversation. Well, that would just turn okay. the child around and be like, okay. oh. yeah. or they might be like, mom, what are you trying to do? Like, and that's right? great. I always tell people. Why are you counseling me right now? <laughs> happened to you mom <laughs> when they do that i'm like that is them noticing a change in you that is good okay. um and to be ready to surprise your kid instead of falling into the same old patterns right yeah. expecting this a different yeah. result yeah. yeah so even in that this, was another thing things. dr becky said sorry keep talking about her, but she said <laughs> like good. when they're having like a reaction just like oh i see that made you really sad yes. or always like affirming state. their validated validating their reaction right that's fair that really does stink but but i think also too like because i think in that situation i'd be like yeah i'm doing the dishes dishes do you think i enjoy doing this too like, i have know, said that of, before you know <laughs> that feeling of like the. yeah i feel <laughs> but to turn it around and be like yeah. yes you know like yeah. i'm sorry that like i don't like to take out the trash either like yeah. i but it's the tone in the, w- in the yeah. way we say it Just i think is super important Right. If that aggression yeah. is coming through, they're going to sense it. And that's the hard thing about kids. They know us because they've been they around do. us a lot. They watch us. <laughs> they know how to push our buttons. And so, you yeah, know, they it's, do. it's a bit of a challenge, but to be able to kind of respond to that in an alternative way. Right. Yeah. To kind of pause yes. yourself. Mm, you know, am I going to do this the same old Eileen way or is something yeah. calling me to say something? I do so. remember <laughs> this as a child. I have three sisters and I remember my mom was very upset with us. We were pestering each other in the back mm. seat. We were just like 
not good with each other. And mm. I remember her getting angry and upset. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, watch out. But I do remember her, her flip a switch and she became like um, her tone changed and she became I don't the, her perspective changed and yeah. she was like not mad anymore and she was like calmed down and very like good with us and I was like I still remember this to the day like really? what happened in you like yeah. I thought like you were gonna be like have you ever asked her explosive she literally got out of the car uh. and she went into the gas station to get something and then she came back out and I was like did you take medicine what happened to you <laughs> why, why are you this way I don't know but what I does the gas station hold remember <laughs> the we need it <laughs> in like maybe she calmed herself down I yes. don't know but I she just remember herself probably. that being mm-hmm. such a big impact in my life as as a child to see yeah. her in the way she changed and I was but you I don't see know, the was shift really was that she took the observation that she can't control you but she can regulate herself mm-hmm. and her regulating herself would change what was going on in that hmm. moment yeah. and the way that it stuck with you is just further evidence like we have those moments all the time with our kids mm-hmm. to have that moment that maybe they will remember years later and be like what was up with that yes and kind of even starting to put like i i, I want to do that mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, as they get to that stage of having their own kids, I, I want to be able to to be able to calm down. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like we've explosive. naturally shifted to teenage. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I think what you said was super important because we can't control them, but we can control how we've reacted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And hopefully that will. Yeah. OK, but I have a question. What if I mean. Teenagers are downright mean. Yes, they are. They make it really difficult in trying. And they make it really hard to be calm. Sometimes it can be harder than the the two and three-year-olds. But anyways. Yeah, they absolutely can. And there is an aspect of our boundaries with them having to constantly shift. Okay. And and as they become teenager, you know, as they go into kind of those ultimate stages right into young adulthood is like, and here we go with me having to protect my heart okay. because they're going to they're going to have those moments with us. Yes. And that's a that's that's also a cue we get into all your of it. We yes. get every piece exactly. of it. Exactly. And that's also yeah. a cue into your attachment. How will they react goes on with them too. Mm-hmm. And and not necessarily like saying that that didn't hurt, but you know, that does hurt. Yet I'm still going to be your parent in this moment, yes, I'm right? Still and love to you. still mm-hmm. exactly to still have that be the forefront, and yeah, that is tremendously hard. But in those moments, like when we feel that hurt, I'm not telling us to subside it and avoid it. Like give it the space that maybe isn't adequate for that moment in time. Maybe mm-hmm. that's in a prayer that you give at night after mm-hmm. that explosive blow up. Um, maybe as a, as you start the next morning, morning you remind yourself of the gratitude of of this child and why those words impacted you so much because I really love them and now we start to shift that perspective to yeah I do love them and how could I take something so hurtful and still exude love for them because this is where we model God's love right mm-hmm. we say and do things so radically different than He wants for us yet He still comes and embraces us. That being said, we're still human. So we are going to get hurt in that process. Mm -hmm. And there is that idea of support, of having a place to vent, um, and not necessarily falling into the reactive cycle that they're inviting us to, Mm -hmm. uh, showing them that we are different. 
mm-hmm. um, and they can't necessarily predict this. That will drive them crazy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah. be good for them okay. um, to kind of understand, like, you know, for whatever reason, I continue, but mom still is there yeah. all the time. Because that stage is going to change, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom would always say, like, once you hit, like, senior year of high school, you are, like, a totally different person. Totally more and aware. And she, she was like, mm-hmm. and then you go off to college. And yep. then I finally get the piece of you that I just hmm. love. And then yeah. they leave. So we She's just like have to, like, <laughs> grin and bear it, you're saying? Grin and bear it. <laughs> okay. Giving grace and forgiveness yeah. is a big piece of that. Yeah. And helping them understand, like, you can have those – again here's constructive conversation to come and tell them you know some of these things do sting me okay they do hurt me yeah. as a person um but i'm your parent first okay. yeah. and i want you to know that i will still love you as you say these things to me mm-hmm. and i will still have to make the hard decisions sometimes in your life mm-hmm. until until you can make them fully yourself and yeah. then they go off and stop being but there it is a constructive conversation okay. where we address it Mm-hmm. So as babies, it's play and yes. demonstration. Mm-hmm. As they get older, it's more of this constructive conversations. Yes. And just how to handle certain situations that come up. And Yes. I just wanted so to now, be how do you get your teenagers to, to communicate when they don't want to communicate? Like, mm-hmm. that I find so hard because I'm like, yeah. how's it like, mm-hmm. how's your day? Good. Okay. And then I'm like thinking like, okay, yeah. uh, think about the day. Let me ask specific yeah. questions. But it's so hard sometimes to like pull out the things and the conversations with friends and like who are you hanging out with now and then they're like stop asking me questions (laughs) yeah that's differentiation that's Mm -hmm. it to a t right there are some things that at this point you're not going to know about them and yeah. we have to kind of cope with <gasps> That's that. That's okay. I need yeah. to know all the things. <laughs> Where it's so funny because we start knowing everything about their lives. Yeah. And then That's that hard. becomes less and less and less. So when yeah. I talk about boundaries. How do you be a good protective parent then? If you Yes. Like don't, I guess you just have to. There is a place of still giving them guidelines, but you have that trust has to grow every stage. Okay. Mm. That helps them become an adult that's secure. Okay. Because we don't want them to be you know, looking for mom's response all the time, nor do we want them to be neglecting it and not perceiving yeah. it at all. But we want to grow that so that they have the self-confidence and those guiding principles too. Our task is just to show the guiding principles at each stage. And as they get older, yeah, we're going to see less of that conversation, mm-hmm. right, to a certain extent. Now, another side of this is you creating bonding time with your child. Oftentimes, uh, we want to, like, okay. go good. in and, like, tell me how your day is. And instead, really, what we should – when's our bonding time? Like, when do we go out and do something? The conversations naturally mm-hmm. come out of that, too, and and trying to create so that bonding create time. still create those play times. Still yeah, yeah kind of is right? Like that, but it right. just looks different. Yes, <laughs> like, let's go out to eat. Let's go out, just you and me, just time to spend together. Now, okay. obviously, there will be a time in which they're like, oh, I don't want to. Like, that happens too but there is like a little bit of like this is how we start to establish it young mm-hmm. so as they get older they will start to appreciate and they will look back at that by the way mm-hmm. they'll look back and be like I remember the times that I spent with my mom and as I'm saying that I remember the times that you know I didn't want to go with my mom somewhere and went to the mall and now I miss those times mm-hmm. yeah. so much so sometimes we have to see ahead yeah what maybe they're not feeling or sh- expressing in that moment because we can see ahead for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to, to Pastor Scott the other day, and he was talking about he has his kids are like all like 
college, like leaving the house. But yeah. they're, they are all about traditions. When they come back mm-hmm. home, they want to do all of the traditions that they ever did. But That's during true. that time, it didn't mean that they were having fun in those <laughs> traditions. But yeah. it's the nostalgia of mm. coming back. And I, I think that's so beautiful. Like what we do now, yeah. they're going to crave later yes. that they want that back, that feeling. And mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that which what they found they may so scoff annoying. about now, but one day, <laughs> but one, one day, day. <laughs> they're like taking me to that pumping patch that I didn't want to go to. And yeah, I <laughs> put up a bus. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I miss the times going with my mom to the mall, and oh. I remember not being able, to, like, not wanting to. Like, Ugh, mom, you always want to go do something. Oh, I just want to be home. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, I wish we lived closer so we could do that more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you do learn to appreciate those moments. And so we have to see ahead a little. Yeah. When they're kind of in the wrath of their emotion, that's so normal again for that age too. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we're capable of regulating more as we go on in our mm-hmm. lifespan, assuming that we're doing that in healthy ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we are. And so our capability to get overrun with emotions is, is not as much as it is for them. And like we said, with hormones, realistically, yeah. Le- yeah. all these things are happening for them yeah. that is making that harder. And, and seeing above that is so hard, so difficult. Yes, but that is, moment. yeah, yes. but that is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. There are things here that you might say, why are they being such a grump today? You know, like, why are they being so difficult? And underneath that might be like these hormones are going all crazy or this is happening and this situation at school where they feel a little awkward and and we cannot come and resolve it all but we can be that stable base that they come back to and uh and that's what what we're challenged to do is yeah not getting pulled into their gust of emotion and being able to be that stable base which validates but still knows how to speak truth. And let's just take a point here talking about validation and truth because I feel like people often get confused between the two. Validation is being able to sit with that emotion and understand it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the emotion is correct or true. Mm. Like, oh, this person is the worst. I'm never going to have friends anymore. All right. That is hard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I get that feeling of feeling like you're never going to have a friend anymore. Yet the truth is, is they're probably going to have friends in the future. They might not be ready to hear that right then and there. Mm -hmm. But there is a place in which you will have to share that truth with them. You know, honey, you're going to have so many friends. I have this vision for you Mm -hmm. in your life that you will. And right now is a season that you don't. And that's really hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but I want to remind you, this feeling is just here for now. Mm. And it sucks for the moment that it's here, mm-hmm. but the truth is, you will. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. And that's just that one little voice that helps kind of push that other perspective right. in. They might still walk away and say, "You don't get it," and all of that, but you've put the seedling there, yeah. and yes. and that's what you we, we we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to be like, "All right, they get it, and now they're good." No, no, no. They might still have a reaction, and let them have that. Yeah. Right. Let them stomp that out. Let them breathe that out. Whatever they need to do, that alone time, that's normal as a teenager, adolescent even, right? That's normal that they want to crave that because they're trying to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. But we still have chances to, to give that truth in doses. Now we have to check ourselves expecting if we're, we're wanting a reaction out of that. We want to be the savior in that circumstance mm-hmm. when really all we need to do is share the truth and let them run with it. Right, trust yeah. them to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. See them for who they truly are. 
Um, I often tell parents when I'm working with them is, you know, if I asked your child uh, if you believe in them, how would they answer me? Hmm. Would they say yes unequivocally? Would they have some doubts? Would they have something else to say? Now, we would Ooh, hope that they tough. would say yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, my mom believes in me. But sometimes we exude our anxieties and our stressors, and then that's what gets communicated instead. And so even in talking about this topic, like there's so many things that we can do. There's also the space of knowing that we need to let God in mm-hmm. and we need to let them lead some of these things yeah. um, as they get older. Uh, another thing I often ta- talk about is boundaries. So I use the illustration of a house and a yard coming from the boundaries book. And what do we do when we're having toddlers in the baby stage? We're in that yard every day. Every day, in and out. We don't even get to go into our own uh, property. It's like desolate. (laughs) (laughs) Self-care is nowhere. Um, But as they get older, slowly and slowly, they start to take care of it. They Mm. cut the grass. They put away the laundry. I don't know. I'm making things up as I go here. They start to do these things, and that's what we want them to do. But we sometimes struggle with, like, this is how, like, maybe I should just... (sighs) <sighs> yeah let yeah. them yeah and here's me being called back to to myself to where I need to be I almost need to be stepping out year by year mm-hmm. closer to that gate mm-hmm. and as they become teenagers and young adults now I have to ask to come in mm-hmm. that's what a healthy relationship does is like hey can I share something here instead of coming in and saying hey you're not doing that right this is a wrong like mm. jumping in yeah like I found this on your phone oh yeah what you do there is you break trust right mm. but asking and coming in and and i'm seeing that you're struggling and if mm. i'm mm. too hard of a person to talk to there are other people you can talk to right there mm, is resources there mm. are things i want to be your person as much as you can allow me to okay and yeah but that happens later obviously as we're talking teenage going into young adult like yeah 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 that that's when it's at that level at some point we have to release them into the yeah to the yes. wilds Yes. But the, the good thing is, is if we have confidence in them, we build the, the confidence that they will then exude in the world outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're called to even. And that's in the work faith. we put in as yeah. their toddlers and adolescents mm-hmm. and doing, doing that playtime. Yes. Gosh. The whole Just way through. Stepping out of the yard. Middle yes. by middle. I yeah. don't want to. I want to live in the same house as them. <laughs> Is that unhealthy? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of parents would <laughs> agree. With no, get out. <laughs> I know mine would, but she's yeah. growing now. So. Yes. But I just yeah. uh, was reading a book. It's mm-hmm. called The Cost of Control. And as a parent, they're, they're just talking about our generation now for our kids. Yeah. We're the safest. They're, they're growing up in the safest environment they ev- that any child has ever in mm-hmm. the world. And so... But what's happening is we're, we're raising children who are really anxious because we are doing everything for them, yes. right? Like we are protecting them from everything. Yeah. And so it was really eye-opening to like think about, okay, where are areas where I can just let them have consequences or figure things out? Yes. Like us, we just, us parents just want to step in for them in every way. And so I'm like, just the, the mindfulness of like, how can I as a parent step away from things and not control or just like what you were talking about like stepping out of the yard to let them become adults and you know 
learn how like something that hurts them that's going to make them stronger as a person like that's important piece that we have to remember to let our kids fail or it will be part of their stories and and that's i that's why i always tell parents remember the things that happen in your life that were so hard not just trying to protect them from that but what did you learn from that Mm -hmm. that makes you the person that you are today they need those moments too they Mm -hmm. need those refining moments so that they can grow into the individuals that God is calling them to be too. Yeah. And we, I get it, right? I have a two and a half year old, I get it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want her to, to cry. <laughs> no, yeah. And sometimes so maybe I don't. having those times of reflection yeah. after something happens of just kind of talking it through. And what mm-hmm. did you learn? What did we take away? Yes, yeah. even having those moments for them to recognize that, you know, this hard thing is teaching you something. And that's something that we struggle with as adults too, right? Yeah. We don't want the hard things, no. but we need them. And oftentimes we need to be brought to our knees because of our ego or for whatever reason in order for us to make the changes that God is calling yes, to our life. So we good. need to go yeah. through the hard things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. We see our kids and we want to step in the, in the way of that. We don't want them to go through those hard things. No. There are places where we should allow it. And sometimes when they need help, like we we know when we need to jump in, right? Where we had that was okay. I texted the mom, (laughs) jumping in and saying, you know, I'm just providing a situation for you to have this conversation. I'm not telling you what to do. It exactly. Right. I'm not telling you what to say. Mm -hmm. But if if you want some guidance, I'm here Mm -hmm. and and starting to model that every step of the way. Then for your daughter, like the next time she has conflict with someone, she'll remember that circumstance and said, okay, I worked through that, and it was. Better it was better to talk about it talked about yeah. it and then bring it into another relationship where where that arises and be like no it's it's okay right to do that so yeah i think it's important so i think yeah. maybe one thing too although we could talk forever i know <laughs> <laughs> um is to maybe check yourself too and like what baggage you're bringing to make yes. sure you're teaching your kid good mm-hmm. friendship uh what's the word not traits <laughs> but um, characteristics. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, like, how, like, make sure you're demonstrating how to, a good friend acts and boundaries. Yeah. And you know, having these, um, this idea of having like guidelines of like how we want to treat other people, having these conversations early, like, you know, what is empathy? What is mm-hmm. compassion? What does it look like to give grace and forgiveness? Right? They are learning those things all along the way. And so, what are these social characteristics that maybe we want to you know have a conversation about once in a while like Mm -hmm. hey you know this person hurt you that's maybe not okay but we're called to to give grace people Mm -hmm. aren't perfect people change just look at yourself in the mirror you've changed sometimes we have to give people slack right yeah grace in a better way of saying it um, and then there are times where we've learned, we've gone through that valley before and we need to bring that learning in. I've been hurt by this person before. This is happening again. And there is a place where I need to have that wisdom. Every relationship has a give and take. So mm-hmm. I often talk, uh, you know, one more coping skill to kind of add in here is this idea of the scale, right? So helping kids understand, you know, as they get older, like, every relationship you in, you're in should have a scale right this idea of a give and take okay. and what you teach them with that is you know you don't want to be the one that's giving all the time mm-hmm. nor do you want to be the one that's taking all the time hmm. what does that give and take look like for your relationship okay yeah. and and that's even good for us to assess as adults like yeah am i 
giving or am I expecting too much? Mm -hmm. Am I giving and I'm draining myself too much with Mm. these relationships? And that calls us to boundaries and to changes in relation and constructive conversations that might lead to tears. Constructive conversations. (laughs) That help us make the changes in those friendships. So, Mm. yeah. Well, is there any last word you want to say on the matter? Um, well, I would just encourage people like this is a growth and progress type of thing. And every kid is unique. They're going to bring their own stuff to the table. So even though we've gone through it with one, we're going to have to go through it with another in a <laughs> whole different the way. They never are the same. Nope. Never. <laughs> and um, you're not alone. Right yeah. in this, you have a community, and if you need more of a community, if that's you don't, a call check to out you. maps. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's a call to you. But but behind you, remember who stands behind you, which is your heavenly Father, yeah. who's helping you along the way. And sometimes we ask where He is, and actually, that's a good question. If you're feeling like that, this is an invitation for you to have a prayer, even of lament, to a certain extent. Where are you in this? Mm-hmm. In this with my child where where are you yet still I remember who you are and who you've been in my life have those intimate conversations with your heavenly father remember you're not alone in it and no matter how many things you learn right through podcasts and everything that you're doing I mean this is excellent that you're doing this learning but there's always a space for us to hit a stuck point and there might be something that God's showing you in that moment Mm -hmm. yeah so that will happen even as you learn um so, so good. We <laughs> always end our podcast by asking our guests to share like ad- advice, parenting advice, either what maybe someone gave you or <laughs> maybe it's a bad piece of advice. <laughs> so you're like, don't do this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> do you have anything for our um, listeners? Well, I think the one piece of advice that I've, I've gotten for m- toddler stage um, that has been really helpful is, um, and it's actually like, I don't know if I'd call this skill, but me and my husband have a, a Google Doc that we store little memories Aww. of the things that oh. she's done and is starting to lose, uh, meaning that she's growing and no longer doing them. And it like is funny ways of saying certain exactly, words. Or, okay. Exactly. Oh, that's sweet and idea. Um, so it was a piece of advice that he got from someone. And I've loved it because it helps me remember the stages mm-hmm. and appreciate each one for i mean the very few that i've been in so far but appreciate them that's good um, appreciate it goes so fast it's a gratitude <laughs> right of like oh my gosh yeah. she used to say that and now she's doing this and now she's doing that um i literally yell yeah. at my kids when they yeah. try to fix my younger ones I'm like, you let her say paschetti as long as she wants <laughs> to <Yes>. say it <laughs> or pumpkin or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so and the yeah. funny thing is I was in Home Goods literally yesterday, and mm. my 14 year old daughter asked me, she goes, Mom, what were my first words? And I was like, mm. My first word. And I was like, um, And I was like, I, I, it's like I couldn't remember, but yeah. I was like in those stages I did remember, but I I couldn't now yeah. coming forward. So it's so good that you're writing them down. Yeah, I was like good. I think mom, and I was like no, I think it was dad. I think it was dad. Yeah, <laughs> probably it's always dad. It dad. It's not fair. And it's so okay. far it has helped us to like kind of remember to miss the things even that you know that we maybe at that time sleepless nights and we're just like so done with that, and now we're like yeah. oh I miss yeah. yeah. I love Torture. that. Torture. Being a mom, you miss the things that were so hard because, I don't know, there's something beautiful in them. But in yeah. the moment, it was hard. It was. It was. So. Well, thank you. Aww, really thank appreciate you. it being here with us today and talking. And I think 
I think you have a lot to offer yes. and the moms hopefully they will take what you've shared and yeah. put it yeah and I'd love to put your information on our our podcast so yeah. people can contact you if mm-hmm. they're in the area yeah. Um, and what do you specialize in for counseling? Um, so all I, the things. <laughs> yes, I do a lot. Um, but I work mostly with young adults, adolescents, and couples. Um, so kind of ages, uh, I would say like about fifteen and up. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I have worked with kids, but that is not my specialty. So okay. <laughs> that is okay. something that That's I learned. Good to know. <laughs> I don't understand you, four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> or I do enough of that at home. That yeah. I'm right. You're like. Yes. Hey, I deal different. enough with it. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Not bring that to work. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, you'd rather deal with hormonal teenagers. Yep, that God is my bless specialty. You. Yeah. My <laughs> specialty <laughs> right now. That's not my Oh thing. yes, and you know I think God wires us differently to be able to sit in those yeah. moments. I yeah. keep telling my husband, like, bring me back the sleepless nights. I can't I take one more <laughs> of these teenage outbursts. Oh gosh, bring me yeah. the babies. Yeah. I'm yes. Yeah. I mean, each of us figure out where we are. We shine in our motherhood and, yeah. you know, it's just we're all wired differently. So, yeah. yeah. And on a personal note, you know, I didn't really know this about myself, but as I got older, I realized that when I was that age, about 16, 17, I went through an episode of depression and mm. I just didn't know what it was because um. we didn't really talk about those. No. Right. Yeah. So now, uh, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to share and sit in that with you know adolescents that are going through similar Mm -hmm. circumstances so in that work kind of stemming off what we're talking about today super helpful the hard and how god like works through it and then it blesses other people because you've gone through it and you can understand them better it's just like that's what we need to remember as moms i really am passionate about that like the hard things that they go (laughs) through as kids God's going to use it for his glory, like, in that you can be a stronger person, you can help other people through it, but... Mm -hmm. Well, those hardships are what strengthens you and grows you and Mm -hmm. teaches you lessons. If you didn't go through that, you'd be kind of a boring person. That's true. 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 Well, thank you, Eileen. We really appreciate it. Uh, Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) And we will see you in two weeks. No, we won't see you in summer. Well, we will... They'll hear hear us. Our voices. (laughs) We will not see you, but if you want to see us... I said that last time. I'm like, just kidding. You won't see us. You can come and see us anytime we're at Mops. Yeah. Come to Mops. Come visit. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. A quick reminder that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Mops International or the chapel. If you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast, it would mean so much to us. If you're feeling extra generous, even give us a little shout out or review. We love doing this and with your help, we can continue to do so. So thank you in advance. Also feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. The Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group.